views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the hit show, Mouthing Off with Chef Rossi. Each show, Rossi, a.k.a. Chef Rossi, and author of the hit memoir, The Raging Skillet, mouths off about different subjects in a pursuit of breaking down walls and opening up our minds. Look out. She and Dr. Pat banter back and forth using the subject of each show as a framework for uplifting, inspiring, and what exuberant conversations. So get ready for that appetizer that will wet your whistle as we lean into the main course of the day. Issues, conversations, things that are heavy on your minds, but lightening up your heart and ending each show off with that sweet, sweet, sweet dessert of inspiration. Now, here is your host, Chef Rossi. Woohoo! I'm telling you, man. I'm, I'm Dr. Pat. <laughs> that introduction makes me feel like Rocky. <laughs> Chef Rossi, everyone. Um, I, well, look, I'm excited about mouthing off. And uh, more importantly, I'm excited about today's topic. Tell us a little bit about it, because I think this is really, uh, especially in light of the headlines that I woke up to this morning, uh, this, is a, this is a mouthing off segment that we could have just been stealing this right from the headlines. Oh, yeah. Well, listen, there's so many things that are in jeopardy right now. But it feels all the more important to fight for women's rights, to talk about women's rights, to talk about the message women get, to talk about what happened to us when we were little. So I feel like, you know, there's a three-course meal today. And the appetizer for me is trying to get through that message we get when we're little girls that tells us we're lesser than. And our entree is going to be the battle for equality, you know, for really doing the long run. And dessert is that sweet aftermath of what the world can be like when women really and truly are treated as equals. Everything's better. The economy, you name it. So we can like get right to it. Yeah. You know, today's topic for everybody out there is women roar. Exploring sexism in America. And, you know, it used to be when you said the word sexism, it used to be, oh, there you go, you feminists again. Mm -hmm. You know, but we're not really hearing that now. You know, we're hearing, okay, don't call me a feminist for whatever reason, but you know what? I'm really thinking equal pay might be a good thing. I'm just Uh really thinking that, right? I mean, hello, come on. Now, sometimes I feel like we've gone so far, and sometimes I feel like we've got, we've got such a long way to go. You know, what I've been thinking about lately is that the most powerful I ever felt in my life was when I was seven years old. Mm-hmm. I felt invincible. You know, I would play with all my friends, which were almost all boys, and we'd play cowboys and Indians, and I would always be the Indian chief, and I would let out my war cry and win all the fights. And if I wasn't an Indian chief, I was Tarzan, just invincible. And then uh, 
I started to get this message. It was a combination of puberty and just being told, no, girls can't do that. No, 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 no. And it was really like uh, an avalanche of sexism at a very formative age. And it took me years to get through it and to stop telling myself those same things. Oh, I can't do that because I'm a girl. I mean, it's a lifelong battle to prove that I can, but also to undo that own, my own inner voice in there. Like I still have that little girl who wants to be powerful being told she can't be just because she's a girl. I mean, I don't know. I like to think that we're not doing that as much now as we did when I was seven. But I just recently went to speak at a school in Texas. I think we talked about this last time. Yeah. I'm still processing the messages I got there. But what was most interesting was that all the boys were so brave about shooting their hand up and a lot of them not even shooting their hand up and just shouting out their questions and their comments. Mm -hmm. And the girls were so submissive and so demure. And I know that they had things to say because they came up to me after and whispered their questions, but not in the class in front of those boys. They sort of took a back seat. And it's time to stop that, especially the way the world's going right now. We really have to stop it. Yeah. Well, I think there are a couple of things that you just touched upon that that really struck me right this morning when I woke up. And one of them was, you know, when we're looking at this topic in the world and we're talking about sexism in America, there are 50 shades of green. And what I mean by that is I woke up this morning and I got a text message, you know, from a friend of mine who said, Pat, you know, we know that you work with women that are in abusive relationships. And, and they sent me the text and it was of the police in Florida, uh, telling a woman to stop calling 911 hours before her death. Now here's a woman that was calling saying, I am in trouble. I am going to get shot. I am going to get killed. My child is in trouble. And, you know, you can just hear this call, uh, what the Florida police told the women, stop calling. And what happened? Boyfriend comes in, kicks in the door and starts shooting. And, I, you know, Chef Rossi, my question is, in, you know, what is it going to take? And, and this is the question for most of us, for women to be taken seriously. And I'm not talking about what we wear or how we dress, but here's a perfect example of somebody crying out for help in the most obvious of mm -hmm. scenarios and not getting it. How about us crying out for help in the least obvious? And that's pretty much a lost cause. It's going to take us sticking up for ourselves. Mm -hmm. and I mean, I remember there was always a stigma. Oh, feminism. Oh, women's lib. Oh, like that. We were all these big, mean, cold chicks. You know, like my mother would make jokes about it. Oh, she's women's lib. She's this. She's that. But really, we need to stick up for ourselves. Look at how many women went to the poll on Election Day and voted for, let's just say, the orange one as opposed to Hillary Clinton. Mm hmm. I, I hate saying his name. So <laughs> a, lot, a lot of those women, they really, they really did not want to see a woman in charge because if a woman could be president of the United States, then maybe they should be asserting themselves too. Maybe that mean, meant that they should be doing more. And so they were sort of doing a reverse sexism on themselves. I don't understand how any woman could go to the polls and vote for a man who had been exposed saying that he could grab 
any woman he wanted by their genitalia, whether they liked it or not, because he was rich and powerful mm-hmm. and, and just dismissed it as locker room talk. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, maybe I have been living in a bubble, but I don't think that's locker room talk. I think that that is a crime. And the only crime bigger than that are the women who went and voted for this guy. I mean, he basically just said that he has no respect for women. He doesn't care about what you want. He'll do whatever he wants. He's rich and powerful. He was like the poster boy for misogyny. And yet, you know, we're used to the abuse. We're used to the torture. And we went out and asked for some more. And so we've got to rise up and we've got to stand up for ourselves. And if you don't, if you don't want to get political, then just take it smaller. At least go out into the world and make sure that you're getting everything you deserve to get and no less because you're a woman. You can lead by example. There need to be more bosses, more female business owners, more women on the board, more women in office. I mean, you know, we've got to stand up for ourselves. Yeah. You know, I'm really struck by the headlines today, or was it two days ago from the New Yorker? And this really reeks of when I went through in the 70s. And the headline was Mike Pence's marriage in the beliefs that that keep women from power. And one of them is that he absolutely does not ever go out with uh, a someone other than his wife for a dinner or a coffee or something like that. So what that means is if that's going to be the guideline, then what that means for women in the workplace is it literally cuts off their ability to even compete in that arena. Think about it. I mean, if this becomes a rule of the land, which it apparently is being talked about now, then that means that women would not be able to sit down at a lunch table with another man, would not be, I, I mean, the idea of this is so restrictive to what we've come to know and look beyond that it just doesn't make sense. It clearly cuts the power path down to a not even minuscule level. I mean, that guideline, I'm not going to go out with any woman that's not my my wife to a meeting. No, it's just not going to happen. It's crazy. It's crazy. Well, my mm-hmm. first response was, who asked you? You know, I don't want to go out to dinner with you, Mr. Pence. I think you're probably, <laughs> you know, you've been homo, just homophobic enough that I think you might prefer the company of a man anyway. I don't know. You know, people who are that homophobic, there's usually a story. But. I think that this guy would like to take us back to the 1950s or even earlier. Maybe women should not be able to get a mortgage. Maybe they shouldn't be able to own property. Maybe women should just be thought of as property, as cattle, not even people. I mean, I don't know. I feel like we're heading that way. Well, if you look at the if you look at the guideline around this, it really is, wait a minute, my wife can go do anything, but if it has to do with a male banker, I must be there with her. Mm -hmm. She cannot do it alone. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's okay for her to bring some of his girlfriends. The point that I'm trying to, to really get to is here is, you know, what are we talking about in today's world that continues to chip away at the level of equality that we have so strived for. And in, in let's take a short break when we come back, this is really the key for today. And for those of you out there, 
uh, we'd love to know how you feel about this. You know, do you believe that we're living in a world that's less sexist than it was before? More sexist, not sexist, don't like the word, love the word. What do you think? 1-800-930-2819 or go to transformationtalkradio.com. Right on the right-hand side, type in your comments. We will get you on air here. So when we come back, what happens to us when we're young? And how do we then move beyond it if it's something that is disempowering? Or how do we build up strength if it is empowering and persevere? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Tune in to the hit show Mouthing Off with Chef Rossi. Chef Rossi mouths off about different subjects in pursuit of breaking down walls and opening up your minds. She and Dr. Pat banter back and forth, taking from the headlines of the day on subjects that reach beyond what goes on in the world into your hearts and go to the ragingskillet.com to find out more and let chef rossi know what's on your mind if you're dealing with fear and anxiety you've probably noticed that the more you fight these emotions the stronger they seem to get dr friedemann schaub the author of the fear and anxiety solution explains that instead of suppressing we need to identify and resolve the deeper subconscious root causes of fear and anxiety his personal breakthrough program has helped thousands worldwide to overcome their emotional challenges to learn more visit the fear and anxiety and schedule your free consultation with dr schaub now How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Miss any shows during the week? Don't worry, we've got you covered. With the free Transformation Talk radio app, you'll have access to all of the past week's shows in the palm of your hand. Tune in to Transformation Talk radio anywhere you go with our free app for any of your devices. Check out our app in the App Store and Google Play Store today. TheAngelLady.net 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 1-800-323-1790 
1-800-323-1790. Sue Storm. The Angel Lady. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Mouthing Off Radio with Chef Rossi here. Imagine life, love, and glory. Today, we're talking about women roar, exploring sexism in America. You know, um, Chef Rossi, before we jump ahead, please tell folks, first of all, how they can find out more about you, uh, how they can find out about your book before we jump into this, because I know once we get going, look out. Once we start kvetching, it's never going to end. No, I know. Well, you can always find me at theragingskillet.com, which is my website. And you can always find my book, which is also called The Raging Skillet slash The True Life Story of Chef Rossi. Uh, it's on Amazon. It's at Barnes & Noble. You can go to the Feminist Press and find it there. You can always find my Facebook page, which is Chef Rossi NYC. And I'm Chef Rossi on Twitter. So I'm doing all that social media stuff, even though I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I need a 13-year-old right now to show me what the hell I'm doing. But I'm out there. I'm out there. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm a little bit older than you, if I might say. So I remember some things. And I have to tell you that there are women raising children right now that have got a lot on the ball. They really do. I I happen to be sort of an, 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 an auntie of a little 10-year-old, right, who is so aware, so alert, so understands, you know, politics that when you show her the picture that I just reposted everybody of the meeting that was held, right, with a room full of men to discuss women's health, that 10-year-old is smart enough to know, oh, Why aren't there any women in that room? Mm -hmm. Well, wait a minute. I think sometimes we might not be smarter than a 10th grader, uh, Chef Rossi. And why do I say that? Because in my lifetime, I've turned a blind eye. I've turned, I've turned my face away from things that, you know, I just know are not right. Do you think that women now, especially based on what you've seen in the marches, do you think they have more chutzpah than maybe we've had in a long time? I think that the election woke up, basically, I would say it woke up the country, but I think it woke up the world. I mean, Mm -hmm. there were, I don't even know how, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of women all over the country in 30 other countries I forget how many millions of people marched on January 21st, but it was the largest one day protest in history. So Mm -hmm. it really was like an alarm clock. And what happened was people like my goddaughter, who was was just turning 18, was just voting for the first time, had not been politically interested prior to that. She was just having her first experience voting for someone she cared about. And suddenly the election turned the opposite way. It, it woke her up in this huge way. And I watched her and her friends who were all 18, 19 years old, who had enough power and had not had their power taken from them. And they took this as their battle cry. There were 
so many women at that march who were in their 50s and 60s and 70s and even 80s, which was great. Lots of women who were like, I marched for Roe versus Wade and I'll do it again, you know. But there were also a lot of teenagers, a lot of 20-something-year-old women who were really having their first moment of being an activist. And Mm -hmm. it was such a beautiful, powerful thing to happen. And I just hope that they never let that be extinguished, that power Mm -hmm. that that was blazing on January 21st. It was awe-inspiring. Well, all right. So I love Tina Fey. Mm -hmm. You know Tina Fey? Yes, I Uh, do. Tina Fey. Love Mm -hmm. Tina. Why do I love Tina? I don't know. There are a lot of reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Um, yeah. Let's talk Tina Fey and chutzpah. Mm-hmm. And here's the deal. I love that word. My friend Sherry, who passed away last year, just love that word. You know, you, you have to put a little bit of spit into it. You got, she did. I, I, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, a Jewish in training. All right. Um, here, just repeat yeah, after she, me. Yeah, chutzpah. <laughs> <laughs> So listen, Tina Fey comes out and 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 says this because this is really what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Tina Fey to white college educated women, CNN, right? Yeah. You can't look away. I love this because I said to you before the break, mm-hmm. I have looked away at different points in time in my life. We cannot look away. No, we can't. Right? It's happening too quickly. Look away right. for five seconds. You look back, and the world's changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Tell me what what when when she says this, you cannot look away. Mm-hmm. The heart of her message is what you're talking about here today. Oh yeah. Listen, I was. I remember at the march, someone uh, someone said, "Oh, we were going to just have Hillary win and go to sleep for another four to eight years." Mm-hmm. And I said, I was looking forward to that. I really wanted to go to sleep for another four to eight years. I mean, I'm tired, you know, but I would say I did look away. It's been years since I really felt like an activist and years since I really marched for anything. I mean, of course, I was like hoping and praying and screaming for gay marriage, you know, but not like the same way like I used to, not like when I was marching for getting attention and help with AIDS and silence equals death. You know, it wasn't like that kind of fire that I used to have. So I admit I had looked away and kind of fallen into a little bit of a sleep. Gay rights were happening. Women's rights seemed to be happening. You know, it looked like we were going to have our first female president. You know, things sort of looked like maybe I could take a little cat nap. But um, I looked away for a minute. And when I opened my eyes, the world was changing. Um, almost like the first thing the 45th president did was initiate the global gag rule, which forces organizations around the world to make a choice. If they want to help people with their illnesses, they can't also help them with their abortions. And I mean, it's insane. So you put them in the position of having to lie to help people with their illnesses or having to say no to abortions. And there's Plenty of places around the world that these things are really necessary, not to mention reproductive care and everything else. I mean, I don't even know how many lives Planned Parenthood has probably saved. But this is like the first thing he does when he gets into office. It also was like the gay rights page magically Mm -hmm. disappeared from the website Mm -hmm. of the White House, like the second he got into office. I mean, it's like every day. 
And that famous picture now of all those men getting together, yeah. one single woman deciding about women's health care. I mean, there was a cartoon that went around after that of all these dogs sitting around a table deciding about feline care. But it's the same thing. It's unbelievable. And I don't know. I feel like right now the only people who are standing up and speaking out consistently seem to be women. I mean, Elizabeth Warren, I didn't really, I have to say, I didn't really love her so much before. It wasn't any personal reason. I don't know. She just somehow didn't draw me in, but she's drawn me in now. I mean, look at her. She was trying to read Martin Luther King's widow's letter about sessions and she got shut down, but she persisted. And now it's a great t-shirt, but she persisted. I mean, we've got these powerful women and we really need more of them. We have to do everything we can to empower the powerful women and do everything we can to have more of them stand up and rise out and speak up. I mean, this is for all of us. Even if you don't want to say what your political affiliation is, even if you don't want to say anything against the president, even if you like him, you know, okay, you know, there's psychiatrists out there. I give that to you. But you still have to speak up for human rights and women's rights. We are all equal. We're all deserving. And right now, women are really not getting the right shot. We're having our reproductive care threatened. We're having we're being threatened in every way possible. And a lot mm -hmm. of don't even see it. Like you see these rallies, these these um, orange man rallies and um there's women going, I just like what he does. Well, what do you like? Well, I don't know. I just like the way he speaks. But what does he say? Well, I don't know. I just like that he's honest, but he always lies. Well, I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy. I feel like the world is a little bit insane right now. And well, yeah. And here's the thing I love about this is if we could for a minute just transcend politics. Yeah. And what I mean by that is because I've I've pretty much been apolitical, that term apolitical. Right. Because what I found in my life is, um, you know, there have been some people that have come along that weren't in the party of my mom or the party of my dad or the sure. party of my grandma. Uh, no, that's not true. My grandma. Forget it. Uh, <laughs> forget about it. But here's what I want. Here's what I want to talk about when we come back. Human beings and the dignity of the human spirit transcends any elected official. The question is, can we recognize those elected officials that truly understand that human beings are not political assets? When we come back, we are taking a big bite out of this one. And by the way, thank you for texting me and you're asking me who I think is somebody that's up and coming in politics. I don't even know what that means, but I'll tell you who I've been paying attention to when we come back. We'll be right back. This is Leslie Fontaine. It's always surprising where we feel like a victim. We hate that word, but it's a chance to shift that energy where we want something out there to fix us. We are coming from within with the shift. When we find these spots, 
we get alarmed, but we can allow Source, our higher self, and our will to change that intention into empowerment. Choose today to allow that. Choose to forgive yourself and choose to be totally responsible. Are you ready to shift into your best life? Visit LeslieFontaine.com and let's talk about unfolding all that you want to be, do, and have. You'll find sessions, classes, and audio products to help remove the blocks and move you into your potential. And listen to my show, Sheer Alchemy, on Transformation Talk Radio, Wednesdays at 10 Pacific, 1 Eastern. Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm telling you, I got to pinch myself some days because when each of us gets called to do something that we so not thought was in our real house to do for a purpose that's so much greater than us, we get to show up and shine. If you would like to show up and shine on the Dr. Pat Show as a co-host or sponsor, send us an email to inspire at thedrpatshow.com. Gifted intuitive healer and spiritual teacher, Sarah Luce, brings her unique style to the hit show, Small Steps, Big Breakthrough Radio, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in each month as Sarah turns reality on end and shows us how to experience expansive results with simple yet powerful steps. Expect an enlightening bend on what you currently believe is possible. For show details and upcoming topics, visit SarahLoose.com. That's S-A-R-A-L-O-O-S.com. Sky Siegel co-hosts one of today's most popular psychic shows, Angels and Answers, with Artie Hoffman as she communicates healing messages from the spirit world. These messages can be astounding, enlightening, and life-changing. Born with the God-given talent of inner guidance and the amazing ability to heal, Sky has healed thousands of people. Schedule a reading with Sky now. Call 908-500-1474 and visit skyofangels.com. At a crossroads in your life, in need of answers, trying to discover your life dream or how to manifest it, Dr. Catherine Lehman with a team of angels, guides, master teachers has been helping people unveil the truth to the path of abundance and freedom for over 40 years. Training with shamans, teachers, and healers globally, Dr. Lehman will guide you to action in discovering your soul's path. Schedule a session today, 915-313-8541. Oh, Benny, I love you. I love you. I love you. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Mouthing Off Radio with Chef Rossi here. Um, You know, what's the conversation about for today? You know, what is it about what Chef Rossi and I are bringing to the forefront? Um, I'll tell you, it goes like this a little bit. Uh, If you know anything about Chef Rossi and you know about her life and you know about, you know, what she stands for and how she gets to show up in the world as well as I do, what you know about us is there has to be some backstory in our lives. You know, there has to be something that we've either had to fight for or had to explore or have watched our friends die because of. And I'm older now and, you know, than than most of you probably listening. And I'll tell you, there is nothing more disheartening than watching a friend 
go to some doctor in some alley in New York City to have an operation performed uh, that is actually legal today after this individual was was raped and wanted that, you know, that that abortion. And whether you believe in abortion or not, there's something about the law of the land that once you see something like that, you have to think, are we the people that are in charge of what? And this is the conversation. Chef Rossi, you know, before the break, I said, you know, there are a couple of people I'm looking at right now for, you know, how they show up, not just women, men, mm-hmm. women, and by the way, not just Democrats. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the conversation we're having today has to transcend a political party, doesn't it? Or am I like, am I whacked or what? Absolutely. Well, listen, it used to be that people would go across the aisle all the time. Uh, New York had a fantastic senator who happens to be um, the grandfather of my goddaughter, which is Daniel Patrick Moynihan. Mm. I think he was a fantastic senator. And the thing I like the most about him is that he was always crossing the aisle. He was always working with Republicans. And I think it was very disheartening for him and for a lot of old school politicians how things changed to be so partisan, where it was like during the time of Obama, even when he wanted to do something that everyone knew would be good for the country, they would block it at every turn because they didn't want the Democrats and Obama to have a win. And it's like right now, Democrats have to be careful too, because Certainly all of the things that they've been blocking have been pretty horrible and they should block them. And so should Republicans if they have a decent sense of self. But there may be things that come along that are really good for the country Mm -hmm. that they want to happen. And they shouldn't be so afraid of making the Republicans look good that they don't want to back up something that's good. They have to be a better person. I mean, just because the Republicans did it for the whole time Obama was in doesn't mean that we have to keep doing it as Democrats, like two mm-hmm. wrong make a right. Because mm-hmm. then the people who wind up suffering are the everyone else in America. Like if it would be good for us to have something, don't worry about which side wants to mm-hmm. have, you know, I mean, I'm like, OK, look, I certainly am not happy with the person in the White House right now. But if he came out and wanted to actually do a really good thing for the country and a really good thing for women and minorities and gay people and transgender people and all all the things I hold dear, and he actually wanted to do really good things for us, I would not stop it. I would not speak against it. I would be like, thank God there's a human being in there. I'd be the first one to champion it. And I feel like that's what's wrong right now is that we've gotten so partisan that I've talked to people who are Republican and they just don't want to acknowledge what I'm saying is true, even though they feel it. But if I change the names, they would acknowledge it. They just don't want to give that win to the other side. But when no one wants to give a win to the other side, everyone loses. Yeah. You know, I I, I want to talk about my my stepmom for a minute Mm -hmm. because I love what you said, you know, what you're talking about. So here is this woman from the deep South, right? Mm -hmm. Had her first child at 12, her second child at 13. Married my dad, you know, uh, conservative, um, uh, Italian Catholic. 
Now, here's this woman that she comes along from the South. And every trip we made back to the hometown where grandma had an outhouse. And I mean, this this is really, you know, the other part of my life that I love growing up with. My mom would never allow and bumped up against the police herself, never allow any person of color to be treated different. And I got to tell you, Chef Rossi, you didn't get any whiter than my stepmom. Mm-hmm. Blonde hair, blue eyes, mm-hmm. ruby red lips. Mm-hmm. She could have been a model. I think she dated one of the Beach Boy guys oh, boy. You know, back in the day, that Mike Love guy at the Beach Boys. But you, what we learned from her transcended politics. And when the town, the small town that she grew up in, was out there on the streets fighting for equal rights, fighting to stop the harm. My mom was there. And, you know, she would cook them greens and them grits just with the best of them. Mm -hmm. How in in God's name did I grow up in such a polarized uh, environment? But look at what I took away from that. That's what we need to do. What's the takeaway, Chef Rossi? Come on. What's it? Ta- Let's put everything aside. What is the takeaway here? Well, it sounds to me that you were blessed with having people in your life that believed in you. And so even though, you know, you've seen all kinds of things and all kinds of backward places, you still had this great role model who was powerful in her own way and believed in you and believed in equality. And that's inside of you. And then you went on your own life journey and it grew and grew and grew. I mean, I had kind of an odd childhood because on the one hand, my mother believed I could do anything I wanted to do. But on the other hand, you know, my sister and I had curfews and my brother did not. And all these things were okay for boys to do and girls were not. So it was like a kind of a strong double stand. Mm -hmm. I'd like to think that mothers are not doing that quite as much now. Certainly, uh, my goddaughter was not raised with that. Her mother and father Mm -hmm. tried to really empower her. But, you know, then again, I'm living in New York. So I have a feeling Mm. if I go out to Kentucky, maybe I'm going to encounter that again. Um, I think the takeaway is that we have to empower ourselves. Some of us are blessed that Mm -hmm. we have someone who believed in us and believed in our power in our formative years. And some of us were not. I mean, so many women did not get that benefit of someone believing in them and championing them. So we've got to figure out a way to be our own empowerment, to wake up every morning and say, there's nothing I can't do. I mean, you know, I guess I might even be able to pee in the snow. I haven't tried yet, but for the most (laughs) part, there's nothing I can't do. Um, And I'm sure eventually they'll figure out a way for me to give sperm too. But right now there's almost nothing I can't do except for the sperm thing. So we need to empower ourselves. And the other thing equally as important and maybe even more important is we need to empower each other. Mm-hmm. Like we really are stronger together. The reason January 21st was such a powerful day was because of how much power we had together. And it's very isolating when you feel like you're going out in the world alone with no one behind you. I, I started a little group of my friends from the March that day, cause we all had similar feelings about the way the world was going and we care about 
the poor and the elderly and transgender rights and women's rights. Mm -hmm. So we started a little group called the March Girls. And we get together. And mainly what we do is we talk about everything we're upset about and talk about swap ideas of how we could make the world a little better. Could we give money to Planned Parenthood? Could we give money to the ACLU? What could we do to make the world better? But I think the biggest thing we do for each other is that we make each other feel not alone. We feel this sister power and we are so much stronger after. Like the last meeting, all of us felt like we had just gone to a big activist Al-Anon meeting. So we're going to have another March Girls meeting this week and I'm ready. We're making hummus and all kinds of yummy things to eat. And we're going to figure out a way to raise money for all the charities we care about. And the most important thing is that we don't feel alone. I mean, I know just talking to you and the great rapport we've had from day one, you make me feel less alone and you make me feel more powerful. Mm. And I hope I do that for you too. Yeah, of course. And, you know, here we are in a place where, you know, when I stop and think about it, uh, I'm reflecting on a time and the values and the things in my life that, you know, for me, uh, helped cultivate, you know, the the strength and level of empowerment I feel today. You know, I don't really, I, I know that part of my past is, you know, having a mom that was an addict and an alcoholic who committed suicide. I also know that part of my past is looking at the people that have become angels that have helped me along the way. The question I ask myself is, do I have the same ability to become an angel for someone else that might be listening today? You know, do, is there a way that I could stand on the shoulders of all that have come before and extend a hand out? That's what we're going to talk about when we come back. You know, if it's not politics, then what is it? When we come back, Chef Rossi will take us down the pathway of what it could be, of what it's like to imagine this. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. into mainstream metaphysics radio to harness your connection with the universe to affect change for optimal success and happiness name one of the country's top psychics eve now brings her insights and gifts to this weekly hit call-in show joined by visionaries leaders and gifted others but mostly you jot it down thursdays 10 a.m pacific 1 p.m eastern on transformationtalkradio.com do you feel that there's a bigger, better life for you? Is there anything holding you back from living the life you were meant to live? If you'd like to find your life's true purpose and calling, join the world's foremost authority on primal spirituality, David Carshare, in Becoming a Sun Radio, emotional and spiritual intelligence for a happy, fulfilling life. Tune in once a month to Becoming a Sun Radio with David Carshare on the Dr. Pat Show and Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit davidcarshare.com today. 
Get ready to experience Truth Talk Radio with host Deb Acker. Tune in to Truth Talk Radio each Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com to illuminate the truth in your daily life as you experience life, love, and abundance from a whole new perspective. This hit show will leave you feeling lighter and bring you into a place of infinite possibilities every day in every way. Visit TruthTalkRadioShow.com for upcoming transformative topics and guests. Is traditional medicine not working for you? Do you still feel as if your health isn't 100%? Here at the Holistic Medical Center, Dr. Nushin Darvish and the qualified staff look through the dimensions of wellness and start a healing plan prioritized to your needs. Our physicians assess the whole you until complete health is achieved. Get the help you need by visiting drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. To see your life from an angel's perspective, book a personal consultation with Claire Candy Hoff, angelic walk-in angel Ariel at Angel Healing House. Candy provides intuitive counseling, Reiki, and angel readings in person in Los Angeles or nationally and internationally via phone or Skype. She will channel the practical tools you need to transform your life. Call now. 831-277-3716 or visit angelhealinghouse.com Miss any shows during the week? Don't worry, we've got you covered With the free Transformation Talk radio app you'll have access to all of the past week's shows in the palm of your hand Tune in to Transformation Talk Radio anywhere you go with our free app for any of your devices. Check out our app in the App Store and Google Play Store today. Everybody, welcome back. Chef Rossi mouthing off. Before we, we, we kind of wrap this up here today, can you let folks know how they can find out more about you, how they can connect with you and get a copy of your book as well? Well, definitely go on Amazon and look for The Raging Skillet or just Google The Raging Skillet. It'll pop right up and you'll get my company, theragingskillet.com. You'll find out how to get my book on Amazon and Feminist Press and Barnes and Noble. You can always find me at my Facebook page, Chef Rossi NYC, and I'm on Instagram and Twitter, and I think that's about it. I've exhausted myself. <laughs> um, so let's, let's, you know, I love this part of the show because, you know, it brings us full circle. Mm-hmm. When all is said and done, you know, what are we trying to accomplish here, Chef Rossi? Well, listen, it all starts when we're little girls and if there's men listening, you know, I want you to hear this too. When something happens and we lose our power, maybe in puberty, maybe earlier. And so it's all got to come back to that as well. Like how, not only how can we empower ourselves, how can we be better role models, but how can we empower the next generation? I mean, my favorite thing in the world is reaching out to teenage girls, to 20 something year old young women and to preteen girls and just doing everything I can to give them the message that they are powerful and they can do anything they want and they can be anything they want. I mean, I'm like, I don't know how long I'm going to stick around for, but 
feel like that's a really good way for me to spend the rest of my life. I'm blessed that I have some awesome nieces and both of them grew up very religious, which is unfortunately full of double standards. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's a constant battle to be strong and to be a feminist and to be proud with those double standards of, of extreme religion. And my niece Ruby has now become a high school teacher and she's the one I spoke at her school, like I keep saying, but she's turning into such an invincible creature. And it's so wonderful to be a part of it and to have been a part of her life. And my goddaughter, I had an incredible summer intern this year who changed my life. But she's, I guess, about 21 or 22 years old, changed my life, changed everyone in the company, just her energy and her spirit was infectious. And she breathed new life into us. And I hope and pray that I I gave her power and I gave her a sense of being strong because Mm -hmm. I see her as one of the most powerful people I've ever met. And she was only, I think, 21 or 22 Um, and gorgeous, too. So if there's a sweet dessert to this show, it would be to empower the next generation and not just to empower young women and girls to be everything they can be, but to empower young men and boys to treat them as equals with respect and dignity and not try and squash them because of your own insecurities. Because when there really and truly is an equal rights movement, when women and girls are really and truly sitting equally at the table with men and boys, we're all more powerful. We're all happier. It's better for all of us. The economy's better. Businesses do better. Less war. I mean, more women in power is going to mean less war. I'm, I'm sorry, but Once you have a kid, you don't want to see them get killed. It just goes with the flow. So if we're going to change the world, we need to start with elevating ourselves as women. And men, you need to start elevating women and seeing them as equals and treating them as equals and getting more women in power. That's the main game. Well, I know, you know, I love that, you know, we can talk to women and we can also talk to men. You know, there are some amazing men that are raising amazing sons. Mm-hmm. And I, I think this, the power of what we're talking about is a level of mutual trust and respect that so goes so far beyond, beyond politics, but also goes beyond gender. Mm-hmm. And I think we saw that in the groups that have come together and wanted rights to be in the forefront of things and are not afraid to say it, talk about it. Absolutely. The the thing I love about what, what we are also talking about is I don't believe that we will go silent again. I think that's, that's what I, I, my, my mom used to say to me, you know, uh, she used to say, honey, I never have to worry about your dad getting quiet. He ain't, he ain't never going to shut up, but us (laughs) girls on the other side of things. Yeah. We zip our lips. And she used to say, we can't do that anymore. No, no. I mean, we've learned it in so many different ways. You know, we learned it with AIDS, silence equals death, but it, that expression goes for so many things. It really is true that silence really does equal death because if you're not speaking up for yourself, if you're not speaking up for others, then you're really not alive. You might be walking around and breathing, but you're not alive. You've got to open your mouth and mouth off. Defend yourself, defend everyone else, say what's true, say what's honest, but also be kind. You know, I mean, someone told me a long time ago, 
that I needed to spend a lot more time being kind than being right. And I think it's very good advice. So mm. of course, you know, I love being right, but I like to mix in kindness with it too, because yeah. sometimes, sometimes I'm not always the kindest that I could be. Yeah. Uh, you know, Chef Rossi, I know we talked about a lot of different things today. Uh, I think the hardest thing, uh, at least I've experienced it in my life, was to make sure that I stay true to myself first and foremost. What can you say to folks to help them remember that, you know, when all is said and done, loving ourselves, respecting ourselves, and being ourselves is more powerful uh, than than most things we think about in our pop culture today? Well, listen, we all look in the mirror every day, right? Yeah. We brush our teeth, we fix our hair, we wash our face. I mean, there's a million things you do looking in the mirror. But what if the next time you went to that mirror, you really looked at yourself? Not just, you know, if you're flossing correctly, although you should do that too. But you really looked at yourself to see who is that person looking back at you? Is that really you? Are you living your life? Are you being true to yourself? When you open your mouth, are the words that come out true? I mean, I had the experience of going out with a woman for a couple of years once, and I never forgot this. When she would say something, I always had to think for a second, is that true? Because I never was sure because she was a little bit of a pathological liar. And so ever since that relationship, I've told myself, I don't want to be around anyone where if they open their mouth and say something that I ever have to ask that question again, is it true? If it comes out of your mouth, it should be true. And if you can live your whole life opening your mouth and only having the truth come out, you're going to have a life. I mean, you really will be alive and you really will have a true life and you'll have a better life. I mean, my whole business started from the fact that I have a complete inability to lie. So since I couldn't do horrible, tacky, boring food because, you know, I couldn't pretend that it wasn't horrible, tacky and boring. I had to start doing zany, kooky, wacky foods. So I wouldn't have to lie about it. And I couldn't go on the radio with someone other than a person like you because I couldn't lie about what I believed in and how I mm -hmm. felt. So Right now, I have a lot of hope. I, I have enormous hope. And I admit I have had times when I didn't have quite so much. But right now, I have it back. I've had it back since May <laughs> 1st. And I'm going to try really hard not to lose it again because I think it's infectious and I want to share it. So the best advice I would have for anybody is to live your authentic life, to mm -hmm. live the truth, to live in kindness, to live in peace and serenity but to never, ever, ever give up or lose your power because we need all these things. We can't just meditate and do yoga and have serenity, but not have power. We need our power and we need our voice. And right now, I think we need a big voice. And, you know, that's what we're doing right now, mouthing off. I know it. Thank you, Chef Rossi, everyone. I'm Dr. Pat. Uh, and again, they uh, can get a copy of your book, uh, Raging Skillet on Amazon, right, Chef Rossi? That's right. You can get it on Amazon, Feminist Press, Barnes & Noble, and your local bookstore. And my message to all of you out there, you know, please remember there's nothing more magnificent than you are. You transcend any political party 
and you really stand up for what you believe in. I know that. I've been with you for 14 years. You are amazing. And I'm going to make sure that I keep reminding all of you. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Mouthing Off Radio with Chef Rossi. Tune in on Transformation Talk Radio. And if you have missed any part of this, check it out at theragingskillet.com or transformationtalkradio.com. Say hi to Chef Rossi. Let her know what's on your mind. And we will bring it to the next show. Visit theragingskillet.com. And don't forget to get your own copy of the hit memoir, The Raging Skillet by Chef Rossi. See you next time. Preceding audio was via a Skype call.